This is the greatest hour to follow Jesus. There was a person, uh, I guess, on a network who was going through some sexual issues, and uh, they were sharing their testimony, a young, young man, and um, the Lord began to move on his heart, and he shares his testimony, and it was so encouraging because uh, they asked him, well, what what led you down that road and what changed? And he said, well, what changed me? He said, I had an encounter with God when I was all alone in my room. Yeah, thank you, God. And um, he said, all the sound went away and I heard God's voice. And he said, Lord, will you ever, are you going to heal me and use my life? And he heard the voice of God say, I will and I'm going to use your life. He said, so that was number one. God spoke to me and it changed my life. He said, number two, I started listening to Jensen Franklin, and I love Jensen. And so the host of the TV show goes, yeah, Jensen's one of our dear friends. We love Jensen. What else happened? He says, well, I was listening to Michael Koulianos, and he said, as I was listening to him preach, I got hit by a jolt of electricity. He said, and I started shaking, and that electricity went through my body. And this was the best part. He said, and it lasted for three days. Three days. He said, and, and so the host goes, he's my friend too. And, and the host goes, she looks at the camera and she says to the world, so all of you know that jolt of electricity was the power of the Holy Spirit. She like had to put in the, the disclaimer, you know. It's the power of the Holy Spirit who's still moving on the earth today. And she said, well, what happened? He goes, well, it became so intense a few days in that I literally had to ask the Lord to stop. He said, but in the depths of my heart, I didn't want him to stop. You ever been there? He said, I felt like it would kill me. He said, but I'll tell you what happened. It drove all of the darkness out of my life. He said, and I, I am completely changed. And so we began to pray back there. Father, touch everybody in the building, but don't just touch those in the building. Fry everyone watching. Seriously. I'm not, I'm not playing games. Seriously. I'm like, just touch them all. And not just those watching Facebook. Get the ones real good who are watching YouTube. And touch the ones who listen to our podcast. Get all of them. And this faith began to stir in me. Because I grew up in the crusades, and then people would go, well, I was watching This Is Your Day. And I, they'd say that to my father-in-law. And some guys would be like, we used to smoke pot just to make fun of you. And we'd get high and watch, look at your hair and look at your little white suit. And literally, one of his right-hand guys, who now is a church of like 6,000 people near Atlanta, when he shared his testimony, he's like, well, I used to smoke weed watching you. It was the best party. <laughs> he's like, so I went to one of your meetings, and you called me out of a crowd of 3,000 people, and the power of God hit me. <laughs> now, what I'm not asking you to do is smoke weed watching Jesus Nights. That'll never be okay here, or any of you watching. But I grew up hearing the most wild testimonies. 
people all over the world getting absolutely transformed and changed forever by the power, the power of the Holy Spirit while they're watching. So I want us, why we come in, I want our first focus, obviously, to be ministering to Jesus, but I'm gonna tell you what, I want us to be in faith that those watching are gonna get absolutely lit up and fall in love with the Lamb of God. It was so encouraging, it was so encouraging to hear that. And so today, uh, I, I, wanna, I wanna talk to you just quickly about what Michael Miller uh, asked of me regarding Jesus. Okay, I'm gonna, ask you, I'm gonna ask some questions that hopefully make you think and keep you up at night. Okay, if it's not about Jesus, then what is it about? So there's some questions here. Is, is uh, if it's about church, Let me say it differently. If the goal is church and not Jesus, then church takes preeminence. And I will compromise. If, let, me, let me put it another way. If it's not about Jesus, compromise is knocking at the door. Because if it's about church and church is made of people and people become the Lord then I have to adjust what God is saying to please the people. You say it's about the harvest. It, it, it totally is, but make sure you bring your harvest to the Lord. It. It's not about the harvest. It is if the Lord is doing it and if it's unto the Lord. So don't let anyone tell you you're wasting your time sitting at the feet of Jesus. If the greatest preacher in the world tells you that you waste your time sitting in the presence of God, Come on. don't believe him. Don't believe him. I, I have the honor of ministering to some of the greatest preachers I know. They come to me for help behind the scenes and every issue they're going through comes back to this one thing. They stopped closing the door and going in the secret place. I let them talk. I, I love them. It's an honor that they come to me. But I let them talk about their failure. I let them talk about their dreams. I let them talk about the pain of losing what God has given them. And it's a tragedy to hear. But the moment I say, did you stop spending time with the Lord? It gets really quiet. It gets really quiet. It always comes back to this. Are you with the Lord? Come on. Come on. Today, you can actually, and you being here, you need to know this. You guys are revolutionizing. This scene right here is revolutionizing church. It's, it's breaking something open. It's breaking fallow ground. You are proof 
that the craving of men's soul is not to be strategized, it's to be invited by the Holy Spirit. You're actually proving that the presence of God triggers a desire for souls and is magnetic in bringing souls to Jesus. Because today, I mean, you can actually, through a timeline and structure, and it's not bad, it's not intrinsically bad, I just believe God is doing something different today. Because right now, you can actually, through timeline, schedule enough breakout meetings and get to know groups and this, and actually, there is a system in place to build the house of God that is so systematic that in some, some ways, you don't even need the Lord to walk in. If people are the goal. If getting people in the room is the goal, well, there's a whole lot I can do to get you in here. Come on. You know, I can, I can schedule a few get-together groups. I can, I can pay a little extra money on some ads. I can offer you this or offer you that. But if getting Jesus in the room is the goal, Come on that changes everything. You see, because I'm going to get Jesus in the room. That means if I have an issue with you, we got to talk about it. Come on now. If he's going to stay. Come on. Good. That means if his presence, his manifest presence, if that's the goal, oh, then I can't compromise. If his presence is the goal, that means I cannot touch the glory. If his presence for my great-grandchildren is the goal here, that means sacrifice is demanded. I have to lay my life down. You see? You see what I'm talking about? But if people are the goal, well, I just give people what they want. Here's the problem. I jump on that rat race, that hamster wheel, and i got to do it the rest of my life and never find rest. I mean, we started here. We were supposed to start in a room of 70 people. And they thought I was crazy, so we started in a room of 250 people. 250 people came, filled that room. Another group filled over at St. Andrews, the overflow, and then there were people outside. We were baptizing people outside. He said, how did you get all those people? Well, we didn't go after the people. We preached the gospel. We see hundreds saved every week. We see them saved here. But the ambition of the gathering was not to get people in the seats. The ambition of the gathering was to get the Lord here. We well, say, why is that? Oh, he, it's his. Amen. It's his house. Yeah, come on. Amen. I said, it's his house. Yeah. Can you imagine owning a house and everyone came into the house but you? Mm. <laughs> you finally walk into your house, you're like, dude, I bought this house. I bought it. And you walk in, they're like, you need to behave. You behave. You do what we want you to do here. And you're like, dude, I bought it. And I didn't buy it with a mortgage. I bought it with my blood. You see this? What's happening here, I'm, I'm telling you, you're going to start seeing it all over America. Houses of presence, I feel it prophetically, they're going to start popping up. And the whole cookie cutter thing is going to get just blown up. I've said this before, like, why do y'all sing so long there? Oh, he likes it. Yeah. 
Well, why else? No other reason. But that's too long. People don't like that. I know, but we don't sing to the people. I know, I know, I know, I know. If, but, but we're not singing to them. Are you with me? Jesus bought the house. It's his house. We're his people. We are the sheep of his pasture. So if it's not about Jesus, what's it about? You say it's about souls. In your right mind and in the natural, you can't have a burden for souls. Anyone with a burden for souls is carrying his burden. You can't conjure up your own. Who in the world is born with a burden for souls? We're born in rebellion. We're born in sin. If you don't believe me, just listen to your your little two-year-old scream, mine. You didn't have to train him to do that. Did anyone sit their two-year-old down and teach him how to say these two words? No and mine. No, it's natural. It is natural. It is in us. We are born in sin. How many of you know how horrible and guttural that sound is? Mine, 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 mine. And what do you do when that happens? You run up to the person. Even if the person's not wrong, you just say, just give it to him. Just shut him up. Go. But I didn't do anything. I know. Just shut it. It's it's piercing. It's piercing. It is proof of the fallen nature. Nobody is born with a burden for nations. What's the point? If the Holy Spirit doesn't give give it to you, you can't carry it, and you can't last. It has to be about Him. I know I say it every week, but I'm telling you, I can see it. I can see it. Jesus is all in all. Say that. Jesus is all in all. Do you know what that means? He is everything in everything. Oh, kick Johannes so bad right now. Are you hearing it? It's so amazing. He is everything and he fills everything. That means you can't get away from him. You cannot. So, yes, he's all in all. He's all in all when he's not all in all to us. He's still all in all. But you won't burn as brightly as the one who he is all in all to. Yes, he's all in all, but he's got to become all in all to you. You'll know it's happening when the Holy Spirit so fills you that your answer to every issue is the Son of God. That's when you know something's happening. Man, do you know how much easier church would be, not in the Spirit, but your staff wouldn't have to work as hard if we figured out it was just about Jesus. It's just about Jesus. It's not just about Jesus. It's about this. No, it's just about Jesus. No, it's about community. Community is horrible when Jesus isn't there. It's the worst. I I don't even want it. It sounds nauseating. Seriously, that's why I fish. 
and play golf. None required people. If the Lord's not there, you can have your community. Call it a church plant, a, a group. What, I don't want it. Please. Please. I mean, after a while, you just go, I don't want to be sold. I, I don't want to be the, 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 the point of your strategy. I know, it, I know it works, but is that really the point here? You see, there's, I'm telling you, a revolution's arising. I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's wild because people are starting to come in now. They're going, I came for you. You're the point. I came for you. And I'm standing right here. I'm standing in my post. I am ministering to you until you fill the house. And once you fill the house, you'll tell me what to do to keep you here. Those are the type of people that are coming. You say, well, what about people? You love people most when you love Jesus the most. You ever met a little two-year-old who runs around going, I just love people. I just want to help people. No, they, they need God to touch them. Mine didn't. They're great, but they didn't come out saying that. They came out saying, I'm hungry, give me food, buy me that, buy me this. What's the point? There's no goodness in us outside the Lord. So if people are the win, well, here's my question. How many people do you need to have to win? No, no, really. I'm not getting off this. If people are the win, if people are the win for Chris and his crusades, if people are the win for us at our events, if people are the win for us here, here's the question. Is there a number in the spirit or in heaven that constitutes a win? Let me ask you this. How big does a church have to be to please God? How, how big does your building have to be to get God to smile? You say, bro, I mean, I've got 12 campuses. That's awesome. Heidi has 10,000. Yeah. <laughs> I have 600 staff. Heidi has 14,000. I filled the stadium of 50,000. Three are going to fill in Sao Paulo at the same time. You, you, that's why Paul said, don't compare yourself to one another. What are you doing? It's a rat race. It doesn't work. Do you know about our budget? We have the most amazing budget. We have the biggest school. We're incredible. We have a huge budget. Uh-huh. Sure, they just built a building in Africa that seats a million people. So if you go to Orlando and you build a 20,000-seater, it just looks like a portalette next to the one in, in Africa. So the, the, the point is, how do you win? Unless it's about Jesus. Unless it's about Jesus. A crowd this size would have freaked me out in 2006. I had a mega church, mega small, actually in 2004. Mega small. It started with 400 and grew to 75 in one week. So I, I jumped on that, read every book, every system. This is how you plug them in. This is how you get them here. You talk about home groups. You get them in seats, more seats, more people, more people, more. Well, I'll keep, just let me keep preaching. I won't say it. Because you, the more people that come, I mean, I just feel better about me. Well, that, the only problem is that means the cross was a great failure. 
because Jesus only had a few at the foot of it. So if it's not about Jesus, it's going to be about something. And here's my question. Does that something please the Lord? And how much of that something do you need to have and accomplish to please the Lord? People will tell me, you can't just make it about Jesus. Dude, well, we are. We are just making it about Jesus. It's about the people. I know, but I found that people are transformed when Jesus comes. When Jesus comes. I said this at Bethel, and they loved it. I said, miracles work way better than muffins. And they started screaming. (laughs) What in the world? What in the world? All in all. All in all. That means he fills all things. He's the answer to your every need. He is everything and fills everything with himself so that you go crazy in the best way. Oh, I love it. So simple. So simple. It's about Jesus. You say it's about power. It's about the anointing. Who anoints you? Who are you anointed with? (laughs) What's the anointing unto? No, it's about about getting breakthrough. What does that even mean? (laughs) Into what? Out of what? Into whom? What? What are you talking about? I'm serious. Don't you see what's happening in the world? The Holy Spirit's going, crystallize the message. The Son of God wants to come back. Come on. Come on. So if the whole world, if the, heart of the, if, if the heart of the bride starts crying, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus, we start pulling on him. Come on. Do, you get the, do you get the strategy of heaven? That's what's going on. It's about sonship. Whose son are you? No, Really? Really, whose son are you? It's about fire. Whose fire is it? I know one whose eyes, they burn like fire. They flicker. He stands behind the lampstands. He sees the manifestation of the sevenfold spirits of God. It's about Jesus. about the word. Find Jesus when you're reading the word. I just feel like God's doing something fresh in worship. This is what it would be if we sang to him. That, are you, you hearing me? He's carving out. He's just carving it all away. All in all, what does he want to happen in us? He wants to be all in all to us. To us. Until, until, everywhere you look, you start beholding him. Everywhere. Like my son, Benny, comes up with these amazing ideas that I pray to God we patent. I love them. I'm not going to tell you guys what they are because you might steal them. <laughs> but I'm like, that came from the Lord. That's so, good. That's so crazy. Oh my gosh. Yes, I'd pay for that. I bring it back to Jesus. I say, the Lord will trust you with that. If he knows, you'll give it to him. Yeah, that's my son Theo the other day was talking. He's like, Baba, do you think the Lord will let me play golf for a living? I said, he, he'll, he'll entrust you with that gift. As long as he knows, you'll give it back to him. And the day might come where he says, hey, I want it back. The point is, what is, does God know it? Come on now. 
All in all. All in all. It has to be everything. My home. About Jesus. Purity. Man, that's a tough one without him. You can get so caught up with him that sin just looks disgusting. You just forget about it all. You're just like, oh, that was stupid. I love what Eric says. Jesus, Jesus never told me, don't look at porn. He just said, hold my hand. We'll never walk that way. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, man, I used to have to pray for a new series every week. It was so taxing. I'd have to go on a fast every Saturday to get the new series. And you know, back then, it was the, during the whole church growth thing. So every great series had to be a one-word a one series, like Ignite. Passion. Right? <laughs> Limitless. Really, really. Upward. Downward. Sideways, whatever I could do. <laughs> Left, right. Upgrade. Definitely couldn't use anything from the scriptures because that would turn off the seeker. Oh. So I had to do stuff like that. You know, I had to be stealth. I had to be stealth about it. Craziest graphics, everything had to match. Man, we haven't changed that thing in a long time. It's still working. The Lord's here. I had all, it was all, it was all just like, man, the next thing I knew, our whole team was working like unto this thing and it was so topical we began to serve it it's about him close your eyes father help me david make us a jesus people who are absolutely addicted absolutely addicted to get daily teaching from Michael and to follow our event schedule around the world, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Be sure to subscribe to the Jesus Image TV YouTube channel as well. By partnering with Jesus Image, you will help us take the saving and healing power of Jesus to the world. Your giving changes lives forever. For more information, please visit us online at JesusImage.tv or write us at Jesus Image, P.O. Box 950-640, Lake Mary, Florida, 32795. Thank you for your prayers and financial support. Jesus is the answer for every life, everywhere.